what's up guys uh i know i said i might not do a podcast this week but i had a fun segment so i wanted to do it and i figure with the holidays next week are the holidays next week i don't know what is today yeah with the holidays next week probably won't have time to do one and people probably wouldn't have time to listen anyways so we will skip next week and we may even skip the week after i don't know but Anyways, had a fun segment I want to do today, so we will do a very quick recap of this week and head right into that. I did figure out a solution for my mic sounding so shitty and popping so much, so hopefully this fixes it a little bit. This was a pretty eventful week, actually. I beat Javes, so that kind of breaks that tie there. Yanni beat Allen, so that tied them up now in the overall standings, and Yanni's team is looking pretty good, comparatively. Redeker beat Insty, so all of our predictions that Insty's team was actually good apparently were wrong. Lee lost to Ryan, although Lee is still in it, and Kura beat PB with his much maligned team. So that puts PB and Ryan back on the same uh, 8-2 record. Granted... PB does have more points against by a significant amount, as well as more points for. His points for is is way higher than anybody else's. So PB is still looking pretty strong, but I think that realistically Ryan is right behind him. This was the Week 10 recap. So currently on the remainder of the season, we have 11, 12, 13, 14. And with the 18 total uh, week season for the NFL... That means that 15, 16, 17 are now the playoffs. So week 17 will be the championship. As of this point in time, Lee, or sorry, Ryan and Casey PB have the one-two spots, and they would get a bye. I would pay, play James, and Redeker would play lead. Now, it's honestly pretty close. Kura could still knock out myself or James or lead, I believe. I think... Casey and Ryan might basically, they just need to win one more game, and then they'll make the playoffs. So, um, Yanni's still not out of it, and Kura's still not out of it. I guess Allen isn't out of it either, but it would be, you know, they'd kind of have to run the table, and myself and Redeker or Allen or Lead would have to really, you know, drop at least three of their next four games. So, it's a possibility, but I guess we'll see. A brief intro to Week 11. I play Allen, so I'm not sure. There's not any direct ramifications there. Javes plays Kura, so that's actually definitely a battle for the the sixth seed in the playoffs. Incy plays Yanni, so that's kind of a battle for not last place. And honestly, for Yanni, a battle to get into the playoffs. It's possible. Um, Rudiker plays Ryan, which is definitely a huge, huge game for both of them. And Lead plays PB. So I think PB and Ryan... I guess realistically don't need to worry about anything but losing their bye, but Lead and Redeker both need to win those games. So that is where week 11 will round out. All right, so we are back again, once again, episode five or six, one of the two. So we are, like I had said earlier in this episode, recapping week 10, going into week 11. So today we have a segment that I'm going to call What Went Wrong? redraft style with Casey Kura. Casey, how's it going? Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, as we know, 
So currently you are sitting at four and six, which is, I believe that would put you in one, two, three, about sixth to eighth place, depending on, you know, ties and those sorts of things. So um, this past week, you got a W. So I don't know if you want to touch on that win over, over the current leader, actually the the year-long leader, Casey Panawash-Balinski. Um, yes. So I think we're. I'm going to refer to this week uh, henceforth as the uh, miracle on Yahoo because <laughs> this was just one of the most crazy uh, ragtag group of guys put together to beat the you know, probably one of the favorites to win the league. I'm going to probably beat up on PB a lot. It's probably going to be, you might want to mute for the next 20 minutes or so PB, because this is going to will be a little bit painful, but. Uh, well, I think for... that's fair because PB is beating <laughs> up on all of us this year. So yeah, that, whatever. Yeah, that is true. Like if you can dish it, you, you have to be able to take it. And yeah, I mean, looking at your team, Derek Carr, I'm going to go on a limb and say that probably wasn't who you drafted because you drafted Kyler Murray. Yeah. You got Damian Williams, who, I mean, obviously has been a great play, um, but R.I.P. Uh, Clyde. You've got James Conner, you've got an empty tight end slot, and 47-year-old so, Adrian Peterson. So my team has the legendary three handcuff, the, the triple handcuff, <laughs> if you will. Uh, so we have uh, Williams backing up my CEH, uh, and he's actually stepped up in a really big way. Yeah, he has. Uh, very, very fortunate for me, because uh, without that, if it was more of a running back um, by committee situation uh, in Kansas City, I would be in even more trouble than I am right now. Um, so that's one handcuff. Then I've got Adrian Peterson coming out from the, the frickin' woods. They, like, send out, like, the uh, Tennessee's head coach to, like, come fight him, and he's in some, like, old log cabin in the woods with a big, like, He's at J.J. Watt's log cabin in the woods, yeah. just, yeah. just like, lifting trees. And he's like, we need, you, we need you back, Peterson. We need you to come back. He's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, and then we see his, his stat line after Sunday, yeah. and it's like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, are. No, it, it turns out that it's actually, like, the Key and Peele sketch of that exact same yeah. situation we're like we're actually we, we just wanted to know if you knew a guy that we could actually <laughs> yeah peterson's like no I, i'm in put me in uh and yeah who's, that, who's that your third backup so, so this is the uh, one that you probably wouldn't expect but that the the uh my third handcuff is james connor to Kyler oh sure yeah <laughs> that's true uh, because uh turns out when kyler murray uh is not uh, playing for the Cardinals, their offense doesn't really do anything but just run Connor. So, uh, and it's going to be the case next week too because they lost their second string and they're going to be working on their third string. Um, basically, the only person I was starting this uh, previous week going into this game that was one of my first uh, six round draft picks was Kittle, and I didn't actually even need him to win. Everyone else on my lineup is actually eighth round was the earliest with CD Lamb being a keeper. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's just kind of how you've had to end up drafting the last few years, whether it was injuries or going after <laughs> going after the rookie wide receiver or running back strategy, which ended up backfiring a little bit. Well, um, 
I can't really say that injuries were a big deal last year because honestly, injuries was a huge deal for most of the league last year. But for my yeah, team, actually, true. remained pretty unscathed throughout most of the year. So I can't make an excuse. My team just was not as good as others were last year. I, I don't think I made the, the right calls during the waivers, and I didn't think I drafted particularly well. Gotcha. But this okay. year, this year, I think has been the most unfortunate year. I. I don't know if, if you've ever seen anything this unfortunate as far as uh, <laughs> how many bad. of my uh, draft picks have been uh, put out of commission. Uh, oh, I mean, yep. like, you know, I, I drafted Derrick Henry and the, you know, when you get Derrick Henry, I'm, I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry is still not injured. I think Derrick <laughs> Henry, like he had to go back to his home planet Krypton and because has anyone seen save, him since save the world has, or something save the world yeah exactly has anyone seen derrick henry since he's been injured i don't question. think he's actually can he actually be hurt i think he's i think he's invulnerable man i i don't actually think he's injured so, so are, are you saying that to come back are you saying that next year during the draft if you got the first overall pick would you pick derrick henry oh yeah 100 percent okay Okay, interesting. I know that John Redeker and I had talked about that. And we, I, I wasn't really sure who I would pick. I don't know if it's Henry or McCaffrey again, or who was the third one we were debating between? Oh, Jonathan Taylor. I think it's tough, but I think Henry is still, especially if he comes back this season at some point in time and is healthy. Then I At think this point, you're looking at all of these, these top running backs. All of them have injury histories. The only one that really didn't coming into this year was Derrick Henry, and now, you know. Yeah, exactly. Now, like, you know, unless there's some, you know, hot shot run. I mean, maybe Jonathan Taylor is is the way to go. You know, maybe he will be, you know, one of the first three next year. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think he will be, but I'm not sure. But I I still think that Derrick Henry is just a, he's an incredible asset um, that. You know, it's. It, I think basically him getting injured this year is kind of a fluke, and uh, under better circumstances, you know, I have Der- I have Derrick Henry. I think my team's much more competitive than it is right now. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I would also agree. So let's let's go through. And so I want to do the segment, kind of what went wrong. And I know that most of these, it's obvious they were injuries. However. I'm curious. With <laughs> this, is injuries, just, this is just where it's really gonna it's gonna twist the uh, twist the twist the knife a little bit. Oh yeah. yeah, because it's it's um it it's, so many of these are just injuries. Yeah, which is fine. So um, so but a, I I'm so I do I do I do know there there's a point at this draft and we'll get to it as we kind of go point by point uh, where I started to kind of go on tilt because there was someone who I really wanted and if man if I had gotten him man. I'd be I'd be in the top three, no doubt. Um, and it'll be uh, obvious why once we get. I to mean, it. I can probably guess who it is right now, but I'll I'll leave it to that. Um, yeah. So I know we had talked about it before, but maybe yeah, maybe that's yeah. why I know who what you're talking about. But um, regardless, so looking at your draft, so Derrick Henry, the first pick, kind of like you said. So if you had to go back in time, and you kind of knew that he would have an injury, or you thought that there was a good chance he'd have an injury, I think you would still pick him, right? That was your number one overall pick? Um, yeah. I, I make that play every time. I think he's still great. And considering who were the... I mean, Ezekiel Elliott has been really fantastic. Um, Surprisingly, yeah. been very, very good as well. Uh, but I still think, like, I pick Derrick Henry every time. You know, okay. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what you, I figured. You look at look at his stats before he got injured, and it's just it's obvious why. Yeah, he's still he's ahead an abso- of everybody he's else. He's an absolute <laughs> monster. So. Yeah, 
Alright, so second pick. Now this one I'm sure you'll have some words on. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So you picked him with the eighth pick of the second round, as he were the third pick overall. So eighth pick of the second round. A couple of other guys that went around there. Um, Kelsey, Hopkins, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson. Uh, where's a running back around there? I guess the next running back who went was Chris Carson. Chris Carson, James Robinson, and then Gus Edwards were the next three. So I guess with that in mind, would you have taken any other running back? I mean, I know that he's been bad this year, but I, I, I guess the answer is no, right? Um, so he's was like he's been very second roundish up until his he got injured. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, let's take a look at his score. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I, I forgot when he got injured in that game against Buffalo. Early, it was super early. Pretty early on. Yeah, it was. So he was. I mean, he was doing okay. I would say. Um, looking at a lot, like a lot of these other like second rounders, the thing that really got me was uh, I had basically I had three players that I had in mind going into that and I wanted either Najee Harris uh, Austin Eakler or Kelsey mm, uh, and they both got snagged all three of those got snagged now I, I probably should have expected that a little bit more but I don't remember exactly what my ADP list I think some a lot of those players were above and below yeah probably uh, so I think that kind of threw me off a little bit. And I was just like, I just need someone. I like the Kansas City's offense. It's a, even if he's a, um, you know, even if he's a running back in a pass heavy offense, I was like, he'll still get a decent amount of carries. And I think he'll be more featured this year than last year. Well, turns out I kind of missed the mark on that one. Um, yeah, that's fair. probably, probably some better picks that I could have made. But I wanted to go. I really wanted to go running back, running back tight end, or running back mm-hmm. tight end running back. Uh, if I could get Kelsey, uh, I was valuing Kelsey really high this year. But it turns out other, a lot of other people were as well. So. Yeah, and then that leads into your third round pick, which was George Kittle. So obviously valuing yeah. Kelsey high meant that you were valuing tight end high, which gave you three options really: Kelsey, Waller, Kittle. And well, you got lucky that Waller dropped or was dropped off the board because he's been pretty bad this year um yeah but and Kittle... actually early on i was really feeling it because uh, i was like I, I was like man i really should have picked waller instead of uh kittle or I, I maybe shouldn't have even picked kittle to begin with because i was think, starting to think that kittle i think kittle is an amazing player but he is something he's a lot different than kelsey and uh Waller and that he is an actual tight end first. Like yeah, he, exactly. He blocks and goes really hard on their um, their running schemes and their screens and stuff like that, um, which means that he's much more injury prone. Um, now, when he does get the passes tossed to him, like he can, like I forget his uh, what the stat is for his uh, yards after. Uh, basically catching the ball yeah or yards after contact or something like that yeah yards after contact but man he is just an absolute monster yeah he is the guy's a beast i think so i think i was also just kind of personally a little bit jaded because or uh not not jaded um uh i just liked him more than i probably should have because i drafted him a couple years ago and when he kind of first blew up and i really enjoyed watching him play so i kind of wanted to have him on my team 
Yeah, and you had didn't you have Waller last year? I think didn't yes. I thought you had Waller. So yeah, so you've had yeah. a taste of all the good tight ends. But yeah, I mean, I think it was a tight end roulette this year, and it's been a tight end roulette unless you got like Mark Andrews or Kelsey. Yeah. So now I never, I, I haven't, been. I haven't had a taste of all the good tight ends. I, I, I've never had Kelsey, but I did have Pat Mahomes, which is just about as good as yeah, Adam. just about as good. Yeah, it's 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 a slice of Kelsey. So I'm I'm gonna assume that this fourth round pick is the one that you probably are kicking yourself over a little bit. Oh, you mean uh, – I, I actually – this is blank here for me. I don't actually see anyone <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. on the list here. Um, so Julio Jones. Juli- who is Julio. Not on your roster anymore. Uh-huh, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone, make sure that you just uh, – you rush to go pick him up because he is uh, a player that will absolutely save your team. Has um, he been picked up yet or did you drop him this week? I think I dropped him a couple of days ago. Oh, maybe he is. Maybe he's just sitting on the waiver wire. Maybe I go get him right now. Oh, there yeah. he is. Go get him. <laughs> um, it's, it's a heck of a deal. Um, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no, no thanks. this, we'll this figure, was just, we'll this was literally just a panic pick. Um, okay. Because if you looked at the uh, person that picked before this, was my uh, number one target uh, for this year, which was Cooper Cup. Oof, ouch. Um, now, I have kind of a history with Cooper uh i've had him for two years i don't think i had him i had him the first year yeah yeah i don't think i had him last year right was were you the one who had him? i'm last not year? sure i can't remember to be honest um but i basically had him two years when uh he was playing with uh uh jerk off, off. Yeah. yeah and uh basically that first year he was wide receiver one for a pretty long time um before getting injured, uh, and then uh, he kind of like uh, he didn't he, he didn't really play the rest of the season after that. And then the year after that, I had him again. He also was struggling with some injuries. Um, so I I think that he's a really really talented player on a really really high powered offense. So I was hoping that I would, was going to be able to get him in that fourth round slot um, as kind of a sneaky pickup, but. I just got beat out to it. So once once that happened, man, my game plan, I was just like, I I was just shot. So so, I so you think what, what went wrong is just the the assumption that you thought you'd probably be able to get them, and you already had two running backs. So if you look they, at well, exactly. If you look at the next couple yeah, of picks who are the best, four, it's like the best four it's picks, like yeah. all running backs, and I'm like, yep. man, I need a wide receiver like really badly because otherwise. You know, my my late game plan. You get you. John talked about this last week. Is my tendency to pick up uh, or shoot darts with rookie wide receivers. Yeah. Um. I uh my late game plan is like you know to pick up some wide receivers towards the end of the draft. Um. So uh, but I needed like at least like one or two like core early on wide receivers to kind of anchor my team so I could be yep. a little more risky with my final picks. So once that happened, I saw that there was a bunch of running backs left in the list. I was like, I, I, I just picked Julio, and uh, that was a mistake. So I think if you had to re-pick that, you probably would have picked Deontay Johnson, right? That He came five picks after that. That was the next receiver off the board, and I believe he's in the top ten of wide receivers. So yeah, that would be maybe, my assumption. May, or maybe just even picked, you know, picked a running back. Another um, one, yeah. I went three running backs. One, two, three. So that's you know that's something that I'm not averse it's really, to doing. It really does not seem like a bad call these days because wide receivers kind of come and go, um, and wide yeah. receivers are literally 
three times easier to get on the waiver wire than running backs at this point. Um, yeah, there's they are. way more startable wide receivers than there are running backs, especially yeah. with our ten team league format these days. Exactly. Yeah, and you don't tend, um, and that's kind of why I had thought about maybe adding another flex position to add to give the wide receivers a little bit more scarcity. Um, but I also know that that can that could add to giving the running backs more scarcity. So I'm not sure if that's the best way to go about that. I don't know. But um, so you're okay. First four picks, Derrick Henry. You fit. You would probably repick him. Clyde, probably not. But like you said, there, that was really your best option at that time. Kittle, you would probably repick, but it would be tough. You would never have known to pick pick. You know, Mark Andrews or something like that. That's too far down the draft board. Julio, you would just pretend you never picked him, and you would rather give up give up your fourth pick for nothing. And number five is Kyler Murray. So, um, so let's, let's just, again, we're, we're doing that quick recap. So we've got Derrick Henry injured out multiple weeks. Uh, yes. CEH injured out multiple weeks. George Kittle actually just came back last week, uh, yep. but was injured previously before that for at least two weeks. I think it was three. It was three, three or four. Yeah. Oh man. Three weeks, including a bye. Yep. Um, then we've got Julio who is dead to me. Yes. Uh, Kyler, I'm also injured, yes. Uh, yeah, he's been injured on and off, but yeah, I mean, probably for the best that he didn't play. It yeah, I mean, he's on IR now, so. <laughs> it would have been baiting me into uh, playing him for literally three or four points, so yeah, it yep. would have been, it was probably, he was doing me a favor, so I appreciate that, Julio. Um, and then last but not least, we got Kyler, who uh, has now looking to be out for his probably third week in a, in a row. Yep. Um, now, I, I, I feel pretty happy about this Kyler pick. Um, I have never owned a share of Kyler before. Um, but up until his injury, I mean, he was he was really balling out. Um, so you're good. Uh, you're good with the fifth round quarterback pick. Like you would you would you would make this. I think you would make this pick again, even with a few weeks of injuries. It's not that. It's not the worst thing in the world to have to sub in uh, wh- whoever you're subbing in. I, I, mean, I mean, it's easy really to stream like, quarterbacks. I really like uh, getting one of the higher value quarterbacks who also have running games, uh, game yeah. plans involved yep. with them. So um, in this case, I, you know, I was coming off of having Pat Mahomes as a keeper for a pretty long time. That's true. Yeah. Um, and that's you know, aside from being a, a really good uh, passer, Pat Mahomes oftentimes has a ton of rushing uh, yards and touchdowns. So I think that personally, I think that whenever you can get a quarterback in that situation, you're basically doubling up your value, Um, but you do have to pay out a little bit more for them. So yeah, agreed. I think, I think that, yeah, it's, it's probably uh, this pick was okay, but what I should have realized is how badly I screwed up when I got Julio and then I should have targeted a wide receiver here. And Interesting. Yeah. Maybe conceded the fact that like I wouldn't have one of the uh, all-star quarterbacks this year. Um, this is basically where I was trying to target a quarterback, and I should have adjusted my game plan rather than um, staying like sticking with what I wanted to do. Yeah, and and realistically, maybe you would have gotten one as looking at the board. Nobody else actually picked a quarterback. Before your next, I mean, I technically did, but I kept Josh Allen in the fifth, so it doesn't count. Uh, but yeah, nobody actually picked a quarterback between that pick and your next pick. So um, yeah. that was partially aided by lead auto drafting a defense. Um, 
So maybe a lead would have, you know, or that might have pu- pushed back everybody's picks by one pick. And in that case, uh, James actually would have probably, or Allen actually, I think. I can never tell. Um, team ALS, or anti-ALS, as Redeker said. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that, I mean, that's your first one, two, three, four, five picks, all with significant injury issues. And actually, your sixth pick, Chase Claypool, is injured as well. So... Uh, I mean, yeah, and really he's can't been out. catch a break. He's been out actually uh, before quite a few times. Well. Yeah, he's missed. He missed uh, week four against Green Bay, I believe he missed. Yeah. He had a bye. He, it looks like he was hurt. I think in week six, and then he missed week ten, and he might miss week eleven again. Um, because I mean, he hasn't been practicing, I don't think. So, that is not good. But... I really liked him last year. So coming into uh, this year, I was kind of excited to get him at this point but uh yeah uh it hasn't been super impressive stuff from him Um, yeah i'd agree um and it looks i mean and then from there honestly the bottom of your draft is where most of your good players came from cd lamb i mean he's been fantastic james uh, that was a so cd lamb was a keeper he's a keeper yeah but he's Um, still part of the draft i guess but cd lamb was like you know i i i like uh, throwing darts at those rookie uh, wide receivers, and he was a rookie alongside yep. uh, Ruggs also was a rookie. Well, that that one, the the latter didn't play out, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I I like those uh, I like those rookies um, because hey. you could when you do get to keep them and they become a wide receiver two or even a wide receiver one like CD Lamb has become, it's yeah, such yeah. such good value, and you can get them for really late too. And I don't think you even kept Ruggs. I think you, you declined to keep him and then end up drafting him later than you would have had to keep him. So that worked out pretty well for you, yeah, I guess. That's that's true. Um, so, I mean, and looking at your roster, you'll be able to keep Lamb next year for a fourth. You'll be able to keep Devonta Smith if you want for a seventh. You can keep Jalen Waddell for a ninth. That's some pretty good value there. So Yeah. We'll, um, um, we'll see. I, I want to see how Waddle finishes out the season because I think that he has had a pretty good year so far, but not a great year. I, I'd agree. Um, I think he's dealt with a lot of shitty quarterback situations, and I think Tua is actually getting to be a better quarterback. You know, people were, like, so out on him, but he's looked really good, and he was the QB1 for fantasy two weeks ago. So, or last week, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I do think that there's something there. I'm not saying I, I'm a fan of Tua. I don't really watch his games enough to know. But from what I have seen, he actually looks a lot better than he had in the past. So, um, Yeah, so basically, you know, my team right now, uh, aside from Kittle, is literally all players who have gotten from the eighth round and beyond. Um, mm-hmm. Or waiver wire, yeah. That's, that's what I'm working with, or the waiver wire. Yeah, and um, it's mostly actually so, not wa- waiver wire to be honest. So, um, coming, I that I yeah that is that is kind of a surprising thing is that typically at this point I always feel like my teams are really more heavily on the waiver wire side than like my late round guys who I typically sure, yeah. drop. This year I have so many of my late round guys who I like I cannot drop them. I can't justify dropping them because I don't. They're like they're they're putting up like eight points a game. It's like yeah, so yep. just at that point where it's like, oh man, it feels really bad to drop them because I think someone else would probably pick them up. But it is it, it like it, it is really tough. <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, boohoo, look at my poor team, but like it is really tough going up against teams who still have their first 
uh, second, third, fourth round draft picks, and it's like, man, it's just it, it's pretty brutal. You gotta yeah, really it is. Hope that your guys are putting up their uh, ceiling amount of points in order to compete. But yeah, um, we'll see. I need to survive a couple more weeks, and uh, maybe I'll have a chance. At this point, well, what, when do the playoffs start? So the playoffs start, and I, I touched on this earlier in the podcast. Obviously, you didn't hear that. But um, so we are going into week 11. So we'll have 11, 12, 13, 14. Um, and then with the extended season this year, we'll have 15, 16, 17 out of the playoffs. So basically have four weeks left, um, which means I think you're going to have to win at least two, if not three. I yeah. think that's what. Um, and I'll probably what, need specific. Based depending on who wins uh, at the bottom of the order as well, It'll kind of depend. But yeah, you're going to um, need to beat lead 100. Like you're going to have to beat lead next week. Um, yeah. You're going to have to probably beat Javes this week. Um, I don't think Allen's going to matter as much because he's already one game behind you, and I think he's going to lose this week. And then you play Redeker the last week, so I think if you beat at least two players, you have a chance going into that final week. But like you said, we'll see. Like, Leeds got a pretty easy schedule from here on out. Um, yeah. So I don't... It's, oh, actually, he plays PV this week. So I don't know. I think it's going to be really close, which is fun. I, I like it when it's I think close. It, well, exactly. I think that this is the type of environment that I have the most fun in fantasy with. Because it's like, you gotta you got to start your... Start the people who are going to put up the most points. You really don't have too many options so you got to be look checking that waiver wire for anyone anyone who can improve the quality of your team yep exactly uh, it's like it's it's just like it's what is supposed to be really fun about fantasy football um kind of all brought together in the final final weeks so yeah, yeah it's like i wouldn't also mind you know being at the at the eight and, uh eight and two eight and two you know point and be kind of able to relax into the playoffs but this is this is what fantasy is all about right here. You gotta you gotta scrounge up your players and go to go to battle. Yeah, and you still got forty five dollars left. So if if there is another big injury, I mean, at this point in time, it can't be to your team because you don't have anybody left. So if you have another <laughs> big injury. Don't don't bring that on me. I still got C D <laughs> Lamb, and he's like already kind of injured. Uh, he like That's true. He had an arm injury, and man, it's it's curtains for me if I lose him. Yeah, which is true, and there's no you really couldn't pick anybody up to replace him because I have a feeling that um, Gallup and Cooper are both rostered, uh, as well yeah. as Dalton Schultz. So, not really anybody to pick up there. But yeah, I think we'll have to um, see. Yeah, I did pick up one of my favorite named uh, fantasy football players I've ever had, uh, Ray Ray McLeod the third. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, earlier today, he's my he's my uh, Chase Claypool handcuff. Actually, yeah, the, the quad handcuff. Oh Legendary. God! Hopefully Legendary. those targets. If those targets are um, Mason Rudolph targets, you should probably just fucking drop them because that's brutal. That guy's got to get out of here. My God. Yeah. I don't need to watch him ever again. I did he watch did, some of that he game. He did get uh, twelve targets in that previous game. I, honestly, that's like for me. Targets. Whenever whenever I am looking at players for the pickup on waivers. I don't give a shit about touchdowns. I do not care about yeah, their points scored. I look for targets. I look for attempts. Those are the players that are getting volume that have the highest value recurring on a week-to-week basis. So um, while that value could go down once Claypool goes back in, you know, as long as Claypool's injured, uh, Ray Ray McLeod, the third, I'm going to say his <laughs> full name every time because it's just, man, I've, 
he's he's a man destined for greatness with that. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll moniker. We'll see. <laughs> I do I do follow, follow targets as well, and a new thing that I've been following that is super helpful, which I didn't really understand at first, but now I kind of get it. So like target share. So I understand that like targets are showing like raw volume, but when you have target share it tends to help smooth for bad matchups like if you've got ray ray mcleod and he had 10 targets but mason rubuff threw the ball 50 times which i think he did that means he only had a 20 percent target share so i mean while it's kind of a lot when big ben goes next week and he throws for 32 times a 10 percent target share 32 or sorry 20 percent target share isn't you know you might get six if that makes sense so it's another thing to yeah. match up with the targets um i think uh, there's a I think Roto Grinders has a target share, which is it's pretty useful actually. I like it, especially when you're you've got teams that are rota- rotating quarterbacks against good or bad defenses. It's good to see who has consistent target share. So if you think that they're going to toss a lot, that means you would hope that the targets go up. So it's kind of a helpful metric. I like it. I wonder if we'll ever get like a, a QB compatibility rating. Uh thing for uh, wide receivers and their quarterbacks because it's been as it has been really interesting with watching Miami situation because a lot of their wide receivers and uh, uh Jessica have their values been fluctuating depending on who's been playing quarterback over there I don't yeah, know if you noticed that oh I have noticed yes because I have Gasicki in three out of my four leagues and last week yeah. he put up zero points so that was yeah. nice so um, yeah I have been very and I did trade for Waddle in my dynasty league so it's been a very I am now kind of a little bit um, ingrained in that passing offense. Yeah, it's, I feel like that's always been something that has been kind of interesting is that uh, when you have had teams with injured quarterbacks or uh, they kind of have multiple QBs who are kind of fighting to start, the value of certain wide receivers will go up and down. And just because you get a player who has been doing well you know one week doesn't necessarily mean he's going to do well if another quarterback takes his place yeah absolutely there's a lot of kind of like intangible things about quarterbacks and their wide receivers kind of like getting in rhythm with each other um that's kind of uh it's interesting i don't feel like it's talked about as much as it probably should be yeah i don't think i think it's hard to quantify i think that a guy like brandon cooks this year has been a very good um showing like he he's played pretty well um with both quarterbacks when he had Davis Mills, when he had Tyrod Taylor, I think it was Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Um, or does he play for the dolphins? Regardless, he has had like a similar, uh, target volume, but the types of target, like the Davis Mills targets have been significantly less valuable than the, um, Tyrod Taylor targets. Cause they've just been super low, av- low a dot average depth of target or whatever. Um, so it's interesting because even though he might be averaging seven targets a game over the entire season and consistent, you know, he might be averaging 41 yards air yards on those seven targets with Mills and 90 air yards on the targets with Taylor. So kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I think that there are some websites that do that, but they're mostly pay websites. I've tried paying for a few of those in the past. I paid for the fantasy footballers. I did not like that package. I paid for the football guys package like two years ago. That was really useful, um, but I just didn't. You know, I don't pay. I pay attention to the things I like, and I couldn't. Right, I couldn't exactly. get used to using it. So, yeah, but that no, was, that was I mean, a cool one too. Yeah, you know, 
you know, you win a championship, Nick. Maybe I'll get you uh, involved in my uh, cult of. Uh, yeah, I, hey, I did win a champ. I won for um, four years ago. So I oh, okay, I am on okay. the championship board in this league. Right, well, Me... maybe maybe if you win another one, I'll I'll get you in my uh, goat blood uh, sacrifice yeah. fantasy football cult. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. I, I, if I, I have heard, to I sacrifice heard... something else, it's fine too. <laughs> I heard you and uh, John talking about that last week. That like, gave me a chuckle. Yeah, I, 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 know. I mean, honestly, it's it's interesting because I I really don't listen to fantasy football podcasts. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, a lot of the fun is trying to figure a lot of this stuff out on my own. Um, and I'm not, I'm not like any savant or anything like that. I just, I just, I kind of look at, the, like I said, I look at the, the numbers and I try to make those kind of gut feeling waiver pickups. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, maybe every once in a while I'll come across something on the, the subreddit that is like some, I love the, the posts, the people who have like 10, 15 comments on their post. Um, and they're like have some wit, like crazy harebrained theory about why this player is going to pop off next week. Like yeah, those are yep. those are the, uh, the the types of theories that are really interesting to me and really resonate because I think that's the most fun thing to do in fantasy. Yeah, you really get the, you really pick up the guys who have uh, everyone else is already counting them out. Yeah, I agree. I I tend to. I tend to do the same thing. I don't usually follow advice that I hear in like podcasts and stuff, but I like I like to hear about it because there's a lot of names where I'm just not always super. Even if I'm looking at the stats, like I got like Marcus Johnson who I picked up, like he only had six targets, but the you know certain things like I'm not gonna dig deep on target share or you know total air target yards, like how many yards the ball traveled in the air on a target it doesn't have to be a catch that kind of stuff or for catchable balls like those sorts of things i don't usually look into that because it's kind of in depth i don't have access to that information but it's nice to find those guys where i probably wouldn't have found them you know realistically and it's nice to hear about who they are and you know what they're good at well Um, i think i think my biggest weakness the way that i play um is typically i am I am really unfamiliar with a lot of players who I've never owned a share of. Like yes, I have yeah. my kind of sphere of like players that I've had on my team, whether that's through like waivers or whether that's through um, me drafting them. Um, but there are a lot of players who I've never had a share of. And I think this year, the biggest example of it was Julio Jones. Now I kind of had, I had some reservations cause I had heard about uh, his, uh, myriad of injuries and kind of unreliable uh, performances, but you know, I picked him up thinking, you know, how bad can it be? Well, <laughs> the answer is pretty, pretty bad. Bad. If you're I, I would a hundred, I'd a hundred percent agree. That's something that I've realized recently because I'm I'm in four leagues, so I have a share of a lot of different players, and it does yeah. help a lot to. Mm-hmm. To have, even like two years ago, you know, you can remember kind of, the, I mean, I know you can look at stats, but it's difficult to remember storylines of Adam Thielen two years ago. Like what kind of passes right. was he catching? Was Were they high value targets? Was he just, it was a fucking like Blake Bortles garbage time stuff. Is that what it was? So it is actually super useful. Yeah. I, I would agree. That's something that I don't think about. Are you, you, are you just in the, our league? Is that your only one? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not, this is the only league that I, I play in right now. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't, and that's probably also another reason why I kind of, I spend about as much time as is reasonable for someone to spend playing one league, but yeah. I still really enjoy it. I, I would join more leagues if I was, uh, had the opportunity to do it, but, uh, I've been, you know, I, I do I've, enjoy, I do enjoy fantasy a lot. It's been a lot of fun. I do too. I love it. And, I, and honestly, I've been considering just, starting a dynasty league, like another one, 
I know I'm already in one, but like starting my own, <laughs> I've been toying with it, but I know that it wouldn't be our group. It would have to be an amalgamation of people that I know that would play right. and be serious about it. But I do think that's like the, it is the most fun way to play. So I, I'm thinking about starting one next year. I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but well, that sounds um, fun, yeah. we'll see. I'll, if, if I do, I'll obviously invite everybody in our league to play it, but I would assume only about half the people would want to. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I really enjoy mine. So I've, I've been thinking about it. So maybe you'll have another one on the, on the docket. We'll see. All right. So it's well, a little bit I more think, of a commitment. <laughs> um, well, it seems like we're about at the halfway point. So I got this card um, that you wrote for me here um, from our message from one of our sponsors. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. So uh, let me just read this out here. All right. Uh, uh, this podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. Oh, my God. Questionably exotic <laughs> that you don't want your ISP to see. Use NordVPN. Save 72% on their Black Friday deal. So There's no logs, no hidden fees. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. To protect yourself like a Viking with NordVPN. Uh, congrats on that sponsorship, by the way. That's pretty yeah. good for the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, and, you know, considering NordVPN will sponsor anybody with a podcast, even yeah. a podcast that gets four views a week. So Did, um, did uh, Insecured set you up with that? You know, no, he I, didn't. I he's, but... he's got some pull with the uh, the Nords there, you know. Does, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point actually. Gunner too, although he he has oh, left our yeah. league. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, he's left our league for well, better, bigger and better things like children. So, yeah. R.I.P. Gunner. Teaching, but, teaching children, teaching. Teaching children and also having his own and children. And having children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, children of his own. <laughs> let's, let's. Okay, I just want to be clear because I was listening to last podcast and one of the first things that came out was uh, the the B.C. The B.C. <laughs> The baby cock. Oh yeah, the baby cock. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I, you know, I actually went in to see if I could force change names, and the answer is no, I can't. <laughs> so, R.I.P. to that. But, all right, we can wrap it up here. It's you have about the same amount of uh, moderation tools as the Facebook moderators do. I don't. Although I can't. <laughs> you'd be surprised at what I can do. Also, you guys can report me for being a bad manager and then get me kicked off the league. So that's cool. Um, I thought that was hilarious. Wow. Also, like, just bizarre. Like, I usually you better, you better stay in line then. I know you're supposed to be able to do it when it's a cash league. So like, if if you put your money straight into Yahoo, which we didn't end up doing this year, I wanted to do it, but when I went to go deposit my own money, it was giving me fucking grief about it. So I was like, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, and then I I went to go see and I tried to do it in another league and it let me just go do it like and i didn't actually like go all the way through with it but i was like you can just report it and somebody at yahoo will like review the situation like what the hell like if there's like collusion or something so i mean it's an interesting support system if you're in a a random league but obviously i mean you you better stay in line because otherwise me and my brothers we will over overcome the proletariat and take back what is ours (laughs) fine take it i don't care well I know I, we didn't do we, I didn't do a little intro. I keep forgetting to do this. But so you're still living in, out in Austin, right? Yeah. So I, I live in the South Austin. Um, South oh, yeah, Austin. You, okay. You do these like little life updates at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I, I listened to these before. Yeah. Um, oh, I yeah, try to remember so, to do them. So yeah, I just uh, I just turned thirty um, a couple days ago. I know that's coming up next on the list for you. Yeah, like five uh, days. So yeah, five there you go. Days, yeah. Um, or uh, not five days. Uh, what well, is today? 
seven uh, days. Seventeenth, so yeah, seven days for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, sometimes I will, <clears throat> you know, lay in bed at night um, and think about, you know, humanity's wanton greed and their need to consume everything around it. Uh, at the cost Normal of Normal 30-year-old thoughts. At the cost of the well-being of ourselves and the world we inhabit and how, you know, really at the end of the day we're, uh, you know, trapped on this planet that's traveling a hundred thousands of miles an hour <laughs> through a black abyss and that really all that we have is each other and yet, you know, really everything that, everything that we do kind of comes down to us versus them rather than how we can kind of band together to overcome the problems that we face as a species. So, yeah, I don't know. Things are going pretty good. Um, yeah. The new Dark Souls game looks pretty good. Yeah, it does actually, even though I'm terrible and I never buy them because I just get frustrated too fast. But it does look good, and it sounds like it sounds like you're doing good too, and I know that I have those thoughts <laughs> as a very, a very soon-to-be 30-year-old. And to be honest, I, I don't have those, like... You know, it doesn't really matter, but there are certain things like Redeker the other day sends a Snapchat and it's his big fistful of fucking pills. And I'm like, dude, like, we're not that old yet, right? Like, we don't need to take, like, those sorts of things. And then I go to my bathroom and I see I've got, like, the Rogaine and then I've got the fucking, uh, the face, cr like, I've never used face cream before. Now Crystal's forcing me to use face cream because she says I'm looking old. So now I have this, the Retin-A face cream and, it, like, I'm looking in my my bathroom closet where I usually have like, you know, two things like toothpaste. I've got all these like oils and whatever, like, Oh my God, it is happening. Like, <laughs> like we are dying. We're, we are halfway to halfway dead. Well, like, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't mean for this to get actually so poor, but I just, I just <laughs> no, thought, I it, I thought it'd be funny because I'm, I, w I was listening to last, last uh, week's episode and John was like talking about this story about his cute little puppy and everything like that. I'm like, what if I contrasted that with the most morbid thoughts that I can come <laughs> up with and just really bring the mood of the podcast down to just a screeching halt? Um, well, I I think the the mood of this podcast has been a little bit more, but looking at your team and the injuries that it sustained, oh, okay. so yeah, we'll continue yeah. through with that. So, uh, all right, so let's let's cut it here. I don't know. I I never. I need to start a timer to see how long we've been going for. It could be five minutes, could be fifty, probably closer to fifty, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just means that it's going to take forever to re to render. So, all right, we'll we'll end it. Good talking to you, Kura. Hopefully, I mean, we'll see how the rest of this uh this four weeks goes. I, I like I said earlier in my portion of the podcast i will not be doing one next week because of the holidays and i might even skip a second week in there just to kind of build up on some things to talk about because i only have so many ideas um right right it, i mean thankfully we have nordvpn as our sponsor but you know yeah. i at least need to keep my part-time job time off no exactly so i might even lose them so yeah i can't uh, i can't stay away for too long but um good luck in your game this week have a happy holidays and hopefully in two weeks or one week when i return you are five and six or six and six yeah we'll see about that <laughs> yeah we'll see all right sounds good see you quick Peace. all right see ya all right thank you to kura for showing up for that that was a lot of fun all of these have been a lot of fun, and I'm glad that the content has been significantly different across the four that I've done thus far. Or, yeah, four. So, yeah, it's been a good time. Thanks, to everybody, for coming on. Have a good holidays. We will see you in two weeks.